We are going through to our message this morning, right? And our reading book today is in the Old Testament. You know, uh, I heard you preach a very nice message. Wow. About the porter. And every, everybody else is calling her the porter. And you know what? That's actually my first, first message I've ever preached on the pulpit of Strong Tower Bible Church. I'm not lying. The the the, rec- the 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 recording video is there actually. That was when? I don't know. I mean that was in oh man, I forgot, maybe twenty eleven or so. Uh, was it twenty eleven, twenty thirteen or somewhere there? That must that the first message where I was trusted with the Strontal Bible um Bible Church pulpit. I preached on the potter. But lay in the hand of the master, the potter how he redo it, you know. That's beautiful. I'm happy. Amen. Let's grow, guys. And this is our month, right? Let's continue to shine. Let's continue to study the word and let's preach, right? Let's preach the gospel. Amen. I'm happy for that. So so today, this morning, guys, we are reading from the book of Job. Job, is that, uh, this guy, I love this guy. Job or Job. You know, pronunciation, English is not a thing, eh? Is it Job or Job? Uh, when I say Job, I feel like I'm talking about Job. So that's why I say it's Job, but uh, it's Job anyway. Yeah. So uh, the chapter we are in is the last, last one, 42. The last, last uh, chapter of that book um, is in between Job and the book of uh, Bissalams, right? Uh, so you can just go there quickly. Find it. It's important to read the word. So just find it quickly. Look into it if you can. Unless you don't have your Bible. But if you have, I advise you to open it. It's better you see it yourself. Amen. Very important. And then we will be reading from verse number 5, right? 42. Job 42. Verse number 5. That's where we are. Verse number 5, okay? And it says, I have heard of you. It's Job speaking. He says, I have heard of you by the hearing of what? Of the ear. But now my eye, my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. This is Job. And um, now Job here is having a conversation with God. And he's saying to God, look, I have heard a lot about who? You. And where I am now, it's more than what I've heard about you. I have seen you for myself. You know, there is a story in the book of, where is that verse? There's a story where Jesus visited Samaria. And when Jesus visited Samaria, the Bible says, by the wall of Jacob, there Jesus was resting and the disciple went to buy food, right? There came a Samaritan woman and she was coming to draw water. You know the story, right? And when the woman get there, she found Jesus sitting by the well. 
And Jesus, seeing her approaching, asked her to get some water for him. And according to the Jewish customs and law, the Jewish and the Samaritans were not interacting. Do you know why? The Samaritans were Jewish who married Gentiles. So there was a mixed breed. So the Jewish people did not want to interact with them. Because remember, according to the law in the Judaism, pre-Christianity, God commanded them not to mix, not to interact with other races or to marry from other races, right? So the Samaritans, these were Jewish people who have married other people. So now the Jewish, the pure Jewish, did not want to share anything with them. So when the lady saw us, I mean, had Jesus asking her to get some water for her, that ring in to say, oh man, remember you are a Jew and I'm what? A Samaritan. And according to our customs, I'm not, we're not supposed to share what? Anything. Right? Then Jesus goes on to the lady and say, look lady, if only you knew who is, who is asking you, you would have been the one to first ask for the water. Because the water that I will give you, when you drink of it, you will never thirst again. So the woman marveled and said, wow, what is this? What kind of water? You don't even have a, a something to draw water with. What are you talking about? Then Jesus is leaving the story there. Then he's, he says to the woman now, he says, woman, where is your husband? Right? What did the woman say? I don't have a husband. Jesus said what? You are what? Right. Why is she right? Because yeah, you've got men. You've got, you're telling the truth because you don't have why. You don't own one. But you have what? Many. She could have been a prostitute. So you have many. Then the woman marveled. This secret is known only by who? Me. This person couldn't have had anyone because in my community, I know that no one knows my secrets. Right? So then now, after hearing this, then Jesus continues in the conversation with the lady and telling her, and she marveled at all that Jesus was telling her. And what did she do? The Bible says she left the things that she went to, she, she came to draw water with. She did what? Sprint running back into the community. When she got to the community, she said to them, come people, come. Come out in numbers, come see and tell me if this is not the Messiah. Right? And the people in the community said, like, you are a crazy woman. The Messiah. Come on. You, you better be joking. But then they came out in numbers to witness and to see for themselves what the woman was talking about, right? And the Bible says, after they have heard Jesus speaking, they responded to the woman and say, now we believe. Not only because you did what? 
you told us, but also that we see and we have heard for ourselves. We did what? We have seen and did what? We have heard for ourselves. And we are now convicted or convinced that surely this is the Christ. Surely this is the one that the prophets of old prophesied about to say he is what? Coming. So now, Job, where we have read now, he says, I have done what? I have heard about you. But now, my eyes have seen you. I have experienced you for myself. Now, who is this Job? So that we may understand the kind of a person we are talking about. The Bible says, if you read Job chapter 1 coming with it, you will realize that Job is described as a man who did what? What is Job known of? You don't know. Oh my goodness. Job is known as a man who fear God. Job is known as what? A man who feared God. So someone somewhere when he was teaching Job or telling Job about God, he told Job about how fearful, how great, how marvelous God is. And if you want to see that, the Bible says Job will wake up every morning and pray and even before the sun goes down, he will still go give some uh, working sacrifices, burnt off offering to the Lord and pray for his children when they are doing some parties and other things so that if one of them have sinned against God, God may forgive them. Job will do that. So he had such fear. That he wanted to walk in perfection. He did not even want to make a little mistake. To an extent that one day, when he, he was there, when the sons of God presented themselves, God asked him to say, have you seen my son, Job? Have you seen Job, my son? How he loves me. How he's faithful to me. Satan, let me tell you. He's like that because uh, that's why he is what? Faithful. So, so the devil was saying to God, look, Job is not faithful to you genuinely so from the heart inside. Right? He is only faithful to you because of the resources that you have piled up on him. Right? And he said, he, the, the devil even suggested, he says, uh, well, just take the things that he has. You will see how he is. Then God, knowing the heart of Job, he said to the devil, don't touch his soul. Do whatever you want to do. But don't touch what? So what, did hap what happened? We know the story how the devil came against Job. He took everything. The man went through difficulties. The man went through all sorts of things. The Bible says he lost all the livestock he had. At the time Job was alive, 
No one had flocks like he had. No one had fields like he had. The man was very rich. No one had servants like he had. His children, the Bible says, they were the most beautiful. Beautiful children. Job had. Because the Bible says his children were what? The most beautiful. Listen, let me tell you something that makes somebody beautiful. It is not really, in, in, in most cases, it's not that some are ugly or what. No, we are all beautiful. This is what makes someone more, to look more attractive and more beautiful. The anointing. The glory of God. You see, when the glory of God is around someone, even when they, are, they were actually the ugliest, you can't see that. It's, 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 it's an, a magic that I don't understand. They just, they just, they are radiant with love. They are radiant with, it's, you know, just, this person is lovely. You know, that's how it works, guys. Ne? So now, the, the sons of Job, they were what? The most beautiful. And he had, I mean, his daughters, they were the most beautiful people. Because God's favor was around him. So the devil took everything, all that, and the man was left alone. Oh man, let me tell you something. His wife came and said, cast this God and die. How long do you want to go on doing what? Suffering like this. And Job says, nah, I'd rather cast the day that I was born in. I will not cast God. And his friends, ah, guys, yo, wait. I'm happy that you are building friends here, right? You're building friends that will cancel you right. I mean, these guys, they come to him and, and, and these guys, you trust them to be good friends and he, their advice is, oh man, they were going south. You see? So, but Job persevered through all this. And at the end of the day when Job was stressed because of all these things and everything, the Lord began to minister to him. You see, our God is good. You know, he will, the Bible says when you go through the fire, he's way, he's right with you. That's the Bible says you will not go through the fire. That's the Bible says you will not go through the water. What does it say? When you go through that Situation, he'll do what? So God was there throughout the process of Job. Sustaining him, giving him power to persevere throughout the process, right? So now, at the end, the Lord is now coming for him to restore him, to strengthen him, right? And God is having a conversation with him. And now, look at this man. This situation right here, Help him now to see God for himself. Not what he has been what? Told. I guess first you are told. When you hear those who evangelize. When you hear preachers who preaches the word. They tell you about God. They tell you about his love towards you. They tell you all this thing about God. But there is a point in life. 
where you experience God for yourself. Right? That's what I want to talk about today. There is a point in life where individually so, not in a group, as an individual young person, you experience God for who? Yourself. And you have the conviction in you that now you know God. You have the conviction in you of your relationship with God. You get my point? So Job at this point is coming to that level where he says, I have heard about you. But now, now, I have seen for myself that indeed you are God. Indeed you are worthy. Indeed you are faithful. Indeed you are reliable. You understand? Indeed you are for me. So you need, each and every one of us in this place, need to come to that level where a relationship with you I mean with God, it's not about church. You get my point? This is cooperative, right? We are a group, right? It's good. But you personally in your space where you live, you must have a relationship with who? With God. Your relationship with God where you say, I know him. I know my father. I can... I, I know I have meetings where we talk, where we commune, where we spend time together. You have to have that. Where you know God for yourself. Where you hear his word for yourself. You see now, for example, I'll give you an example. I have asked us to look into the book of Job, right? We are studying through the book of Job. But there must be a time where you as an individual... You decide to say, I am going to look into the scripture and hear the voice of my God. I have heard Brother Temple preaching the love of God to me, but I want to hear this God for myself. Then you sit down, you open the word, and you seek this God for who? For yourself, right? And then you come to a point where you say, yeah, I've been in that camp. We have prayed, we have played together, we have shared the word, we have done everything, but now it is my time. I am back home in my room alone. I am going to open my Bible, just spend time with God before I go to bed or before I go to school. You understand what I'm saying? So it must be something that you decide to say, I am going to know him for myself. I'm not going to know him based only based on what I have what? Heard. There is that which you will hear and you will continue hearing because you are in the assembly of those who believe in him, right? But there must be that part also where you want to know him for yourself. Where you say, I want to seek him for myself. You know our brother Paul says, I want, to, I want to know Christ and him what? Crucified. And he says, I consider everything what? A loss. Everything else that I've gained, I consider it a loss and I press forward 
to the high calling. That after all that I've preached, I myself may lose myself. Paul. And you know who Paul is. This is a man who has preached to many. This is a man that, uh, who has been jailed. Paul, this is a man that has been stoned and le been left in a place everyone thinking he's dead. Even his companions, those who went with him to preach, they left him. For the sake of the gospel. And after so many years of preaching the gospel and going through that, we see this very man that you and I will assume this guy knows God. No, this guy really, really walked with God. He knows God. There is Paul need to do nothing. This man says, I want to do what? To know Christ. And him what? Crucify. What does that tell us? I mean, this is a man. Paul knows God, guys. This is a man that has done so many, healed many, walked with God in great signs and wonders. But he says, here, after all those experiences, he says that I may know him and him crucified. So Paul is suggesting to us that knowing God and fellowshipping with God should be something that we do continually. It is not a want of something. But we do that continually to know him, to fellowship with him, to commune with him until we arrive. It's not we came church or this year, next year, I na break. A relationship with God is today. That is why the Bible says, today, when you hear my, do not do what? To when? Today. You understand what it means? Today. So, faith is lived today. Faith is alive today. A relationship with God is what? Alive today, now. You cannot base your work with God based on yesterday. Let me tell you one important thing right now. You see, you have learned everything that you have learned here during the time while we were here at this camp, right? Do you know that if you can only do that investment, right? When we go home now, like we, when we leave the space now, when we go home, you then go back to your normal routine of how to do things. You don't change anything. You forget about everything you learn from the camp. You say, okay, when I woke up, I just wake up. I don't even prepare my bed. I just... I come back, I eat, I sleep, I see my friends. I sit on my phone for the all these hours and everything, chat with my friend. And then that's it. Same tomorrow and everything. If you go back to that routine, you will have deleted everything that you have learned here. And this will not benefit you. It will have been a waste of time. Yesterday we spoke about it. He told you how you coming here was not um, bargain time consumed, time, bargain waste of time. It was not bargain an expense. It's a, it's a what? Exactly. So he told us that, right? But it doesn't end there. It doesn't end here. Right? We go with it back. 
home. When we get home, if we go back to our routine of doing things and life, then this has become an expense. You get my point? So, what am I saying? I'm saying, after you have heard and everything, after we have learned everything that we have learned here, when we go home, let us close yourself in a room for a moment. Reflect. You understand? Reflect over everything that you have learned and ask yourself, what do I need to shift? You understand? In your routine that you have been doing at home. And then you shift things, you put things in order. Right? But this I encourage you. This I encourage you. Your relationship with God must be of first priority. You get my point? Your relationship with God must be of what? First priority. I would I be in you when the time is going by you have not had or, or you have not spent time with your father. I, let it be a burden in you. Feel it, man. Feel it or no, something is missing. I'm not okay. You know what? Like, I feel that something is not okay. Go spend time with him. Seek to know him like Paul is saying. You understand? And I am telling you, you do that next year when we come to a camp like this, you will be far. We don't have to start from scratch. We will be doing a continuation, a build up from what we have done, right? But if you guys go and let everything fall apart, then you are taking us back. You understand? You are failing us in what we want to do. Let me tell you something that I believe in. This is I, what I believe in. My failure as your leader, it depends on you. I can give you everything and do everything in my power, right? To make sure that as the team we succeed, right? But if you guys can receive all this thing, I have failed as a leader. So, our leaders succeed when the people succeed. It's, it's like parenting. The joy of a parent is when the children are doing well. Not that you did anything from these children. You know, when Watar Batwadi, how they speak of their children. Proudly so. You know, my child is a doctor. Anja, Next, call. But the fact that your child has made it, it cancels everything. You don't even feel all when you are not educated. Why? Because you have money to raise someone special. You see? So that's the joy of leaders as well. That's the joy of God. You get my point? That's the joy of our father. When he see us succeeding and doing well, he says, oh my Rejoice in us doing well. God does not reside, I mean, does not reside, I mean, rejoice when we fail. When we struggle, he feels the pain. He wants us to succeed. Right? So, let us make sure 
that this deposit that we have from this camp, we do what? Appreciate. We appreciate on that thing that will show an appreciation to it again what we are going to do like that when we get home right so each and every one of us is taking the responsibility of their life right we are making sure we are becoming better people in our society in our church those of you who have not been saving find a place to serve in the church give a helping hand somewhere right in the church, I want to give, to hear a good report. And, you, and the other thing is here, those of you that have been failing to attend youth services, make it a decision in your heart. If you feel you are not you are failing to attend because of the time that maybe the leadership of your your branch has decided on, and you feel this time gonna even challenge, I want to, but at the time of so come on, guys. If you just sit, no one knows. Everyone assumes you don't want. You get my point? Everyone else assumes you don't want because you don't speak up. But when you stand and say, hey guys, this is my challenge. And we all can find how we can work around this thing and figure it out. You get my point? And say, okay, this is the best time for us. Let's come and fellowship. Those meetings are very important. So I want to hear a very good report about meetings, about the attendance. You guys must give yourself to it. Young people are if they say they're doing this for you guys and you guys don't show up, who are they doing it for? At the end of the day, those leaders end up being what? Discouraged. Then we add tomorrow we say we don't even have what? Leaders. Leaders says we don't have anyone to lead. You say, you know, leaders, leaders say, no one to lead. So, guys, assembly, let us do that. Let's build this up. Let's encourage those others who did not manage, right? And then the good part is here as we come to the conclusion. We are working on something for you again soon, soon, soon in September. You, you see, we are, we, we are willing. We are willing to do anything. As long as we see your willingness, as long as we see your commitment encourages us. You get my point? Your commitment is the one that cheers us up to even do more. So we are working on something. Soon we will, we will give you all the updates and everything. We are still talking about it as the leadership. Something is coming very special in September. So get ready for it and be courageous. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you happy? Are you excited? All right, wonderful. We have come to the end of our session. Um, I want us to do like this. Are you happy? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. If I ask someone what you have heard, can you give me just a summary? Are you sure? Sure, sure. Just to give us a summary of like just your experience of the game, everything, like the entire thing, just to summarize it and just tell us what you feel yourself this has done to you. Right? Anyone, before I pick, anyone would just want to give us that a brief, yeah, like that one hour. Yeah. Okay.
Dumelang again. Like I said, my name is Fentene. So what this camp did to me, um, it helped me to like train my mind to like control the whole of my body. Because the whole week before coming here, I was stressed. Guy, healthy, I got because I knew what my health couldn't allow me to like do some stuff. So I was even thinking, well, okay, when I get here, when people do this and that, okay, I'll just refrain because I don't want because sometimes I would collapse and stuff like that. But then when Sir Space asked, I was like, okay, let me just raise my hand. But then like, if I'm allowed to go, I'll go. So along the way, um, I forgot, Moses, he, he said that, he said something and he was like, complaints, they get you tired. So I used those words up the mountain, up until I got to the destination, the final point. So I've learned to like take whatever that they were saying and use it and apply it. If it gets to my mind, I feel like my whole body will actually follow what the brain says. So actually, so most of the things that as they use still of their control are like they so like and again I have learned to like listen to other people. Um sometimes would you I think something even if you have a good idea, just let other people talk. And Varkimang he said something where um we learn a lot sometimes when we are quiet. So and would you guess say there are so many leaders here about outspoken like so many. It doesn't have to do anything with your character. If you are quiet, you're okay. God gave you that character. He knew that you're gonna be able to do what so it was just nice being able to like interact with people of different and getting to find out how we see this whole salvation thing as like Batwaba so differently. So this whole thing, I felt like this whole experience, it was building my character and my mental capacity. My intellect was very much challenged, but then I have learned to like listen, like everything that they were saying to take um, lessons from each and everything that we were doing. There's a lesson behind. So I'm, I'm okay. Holy Spirit, whatever thing that I come across today, help me to take a lesson from that thing. Because you are definitely going to want me to use it sometime. Maybe or so I'm going to need to be able to like, so like now I feel, I feel like I was built spiritually and mentally and even physically. Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful, isn't it? That's so beautiful. Wow. Amen. Anyone else? The last one? I'm taking the last one if he's there. I'm not taking many if he's there. Okay. Is there? No one. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, it's okay. But that's beautiful, right? That's, that's very beautiful. And I believe also that a lot of you have benefited a lot, right? This has, has been a, a medicine, right? Yeah, to a way we see things and do things, interaction. And I see, I mean, like, sometimes when you are at a corner where you are, you just feel like maybe some people don't even talk. 
But when you get closer to them, you can you see that they can even talk. Some, you know, like you get used to people and you get, you know, oh, that's beautiful. Happy, ne? Yeah. Awesome, guys. Okay. Uh, we have come to the end of our session, uh, Brother Space. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, one moment to just say something as well, to say bye to the guys. And uh, it was nice to, to, to be with you. Just to say bye and everything, and then we are done. Yeah, you can come. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Yeah, likewise, like I said yesterday, thank you very much, guys. I've also grown, and thanks for the invitation to come and join you this morning. So it was wonderful. So I hope all the skills that you have learned, you will transfer them. So uh, please invite me in September. I will definitely come. Yeah, thank you. Great stuff. Wow, great stuff. Okay. Good, good.